Um, so before I get any further in this sermon, I did want to give a little bit of a content warning. Um, it does touch on issues of uh, sexual assault, sexual violence, um, and like abuse to a lesser extent, like in no detail at all because nobody wants that. Um, but if that is something that, that matters to you, please do whatever you need to do in order to feel uh, safe and comfortable. Um, so our supplemental scripture reading tonight, like, isn't scriptural at all. Um, <laughs> it's literally just the lyrics to uh, the song Praying from Kesha's new album, Rainbow. Um, and I went ahead and took out all of the words that, like, sound good when you're singing it, but, like, not good when you're, like, reading it dramatically. Um, so. Well, you almost had me fooled. Told me that I was nothing without you. But after everything you've done, I can thank you for how strong I have become. Because you brought the flames and you put me through hell, I had to learn how to fight for myself. And we both know all the truth I could tell. I'll just say this, I wish you farewell. I hope you're somewhere praying. I hope your soul is changing. I hope you find your peace, falling on your knees, praying. I'm proud of who I am. No more monsters, I can breathe again. And you said that I was done. Well, you were wrong, and now the best is yet to come. Because I can make it on my own. And I don't need you. I found a strength I've never known. I'll bring thunder, I'll bring rain. And when I'm finished, they won't even know your name. You brought the flames and you put me through hell. I had to learn how to fight for myself. And we both know all the truth I could tell. I'll just say this, I wish you farewell. I hope you're somewhere praying. I hope your soul is changing. I hope you find your peace, falling on your knees, praying. Sometimes I pray for you at night. Someday, maybe you'll see the light. Some say, in life, you're gonna get what you give, but some things only God can forgive. I hope you're somewhere praying. I hope your soul is changing. I hope you find your peace, falling on your knees, praying. I was going to say the word of Kesha for the people of Kesha, but, you know, it's fine. Um, okay. So the first time I heard this passage from John read earlier, it was at Monica and Michael Patrick Kinzer's joint healing service in the spring semester of my freshman year. I'm not going to lie to you guys. When I heard those words, I started crying. Because for a long time, I had been struggling to rediscover what love looked like. A few months before I was told that God is love, on December 5th, 2014, I was sexually assaulted in my own dorm room by the first person I'd ever gone on a date with in college. A painfully massive amount of my faith and love had been riding on that date. My blind faith and my assaulter's betrayal of it destroyed me. I spent the winter break that followed at home in Ohio, alone, writing poetry that made me feel raw, wondering why I hated looking at my own face in the mirror, and struggling to say the word assault out loud. And only a few weeks after I was told that God is love, I was faced with a tough decision when I tried to live out those words right here in the K Chapel. The first time I ever came to a Sunday service here in Kay, I had to decide whether or not to pass the peace with my assaulter. 
I remember it vividly even now. I remember shaking a few hands and giving a few hugs. And I remember turning and seeing the man who hurt me standing right there in the middle of the aisle, arms outstretched to pass the peace with me. I remember that I was wearing a really cute little sundress that day, and I remember regretting it the second I saw his eyes on me. I remember trying to give him a handshake and him insisting on a hug, because of course he did. The decision whether or not to hug him and whether or not to run, scream, cry, make a scene or otherwise spectacularly lose my cool in the middle of this brand new community that I had just found felt like the longest few seconds of my life. In the end, I did, in fact, pass the peace with him. I let him hug me, and I said peace as I did so. Full disclosure, last year I was sexually assaulted for the second time in my life. A different man than the first broke me in all the same places. I entered once more the cycle of mourning over my body, of fear and rage, and of healing. And I overcame it like a boss. But now, there are two human beings who have hurt me that way. And I will likely be forced to interact with both of them this year far more frequently than any sane person should. So I have been and will continue to struggle with the age-old question. As a Christian, am I called upon to love everybody? And does everybody include, does it really include not only the people that have hurt me, but the people who have hurt me intimately? The people who have abused me? The people with the nerve to insist upon a hug after breaking me? Where does my God, who is love, draw the line? And where should I? In the verses read earlier, I am told that those who say I love God and hate their brothers or sisters are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Those words seem crystal clear and relatively easy to live by when you think of all the wonderful people that you know. But when I think of my attackers, I find myself searching for the biblical equivalent of a yes, but would Jesus love his assaulter? Yes, and without a but. Jesus showed love even to those who tortured and killed him. So I guess the real question here is not, am I supposed to love the men that hurt me? I suppose the real question is, can my love be pure but unyielding? Can it be both soft and hard? Can I express Christian love to someone without giving them the power to hurt me again, without giving them the license to continue abusing, without endangering myself physically, mentally, emotionally, or spiritually? What does that kind of Christian love look like? Now, I'm not sure that I have an answer to that question, because I'm not sure that I've entirely figured it out myself. But I do believe that forgiveness does not have to mean reconciliation, and that I can say peace to someone without forgiving them.
And that's where our supplemental scripture reading for today comes into play. It was Malcolm Thomas, one of the students in my summer program in Pittsburgh, and the first man I ever told that I had been assaulted twice, and not just once, who suggested Kesha's new album to me. I will always be grateful to him. On one of the nights this summer when my rage and anger at my attackers and myself was the most acute, I ended up listening to praying over and over again. I cried for hours, but I'm still here. I chose Kesha's lyrics as our supplemental scripture reading for tonight because I think that they set a beautiful precedent for how we, as Christians, are supposed to heal, move forward, and interact with those who have hurt, abused, or traumatized us. Contrary to what a lot of articles on the internet seem to be saying about this song, Kesha isn't blindly offering words of kindness to her abuser. She remains proud, strong, defiant, and acutely aware of how she was wronged. But what she does offer is a path forward. A rocky path, a difficult path, but a way for survivors to acknowledge the hurt, rage, and confusion while taking those first tentative steps into healing with love. There are going to be people that hurt you over the course of the next year. There will be people in your family that hurt you. There will be people at AU who hurt you. There will probably be people in this community that hurt you, just like any community that you're ever a part of. That's kind of how being human and living and working with other humans works. But as Christians, we need to find that hard and soft love. We need to find the strength to pray for those that hurt us. We need to find that love that is devoid of notions of fear and punishment. I understand that this isn't easy, and trust me, I will struggle every day to practice what I preach tonight. I'm not ready yet to pray for either of my assaulters. In fact, I'm still furious with both of them. Most days, I don't want them to have peace. I want them to suffer as I have suffered. But the time for retribution and punishment has passed. And no amount of hatred or bitterness that I can hold in my heart will make them feel what they have made me feel. They will continue to sleep well at night and interact with other women who I cannot protect. So when I do pray for them, it is because I hope that they will never hurt another woman like that again. It is because praying for them offers a path to my redemption. Because if the men who cause me so much pain can heal and become better people, then so can I. I'm grateful to be back in this community again, and I'm ready to face down my senior year. I will spend this year grappling with the Bible's achingly beautiful description of what love really means. But I will also spend it armed with words. Mostly Kesha's words. Um, words that remind my attackers and myself that we both know all the truth I could tell. Words born from pain and suffering and love. Words that provide me with an earnest plea. Just as I pray every day to become a better person, I pray that they do too.
Thank you.